This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. Welcome, listeners, to another Voices of Vapors podcast series, um, or podcast. This is a podcast series where we explore tobacco harm reduction, um, including the products, policies, regulation. 2019 has been a pretty insane year for e-cigarettes, if you've been paying attention. Um, E-cigarettes first came to the market in 2007, and since their implementation, uh, they've been scrutinized by state, local, and federal governments through prohibitions, taxations, regulations. And it's unfortunate because there's an estimated 10 million vapors in the United States, and 3 million of them have used these products to quit smoking. And a new study came out in early 2019 that actually found e-cigarettes to be twice as effective as nicotine replacement therapy in helping smokers quit. So today I have, and I always love it when I get women on the show because there's just not enough of us out there. Um, but I have Taylor Cage who's um, joining me today. She is a sales. Ex- uh, she was a sales executive for the past four years, first for um, Alcom USA and Nick Select, and now she's the, she now is the vice president um, of sales for North American Nicotine, which is the exclusive importer of CNT nicotine and the world's leading supplier of the gold standard of nicotine. Um, she's got a love for the industry and passion, and she's been a big driving force um, as well as educating people on nicotine um, and, and stake, uh, stakeholders and leaders in the industry. Um, nicotine, North American nicotine has also been the world's largest uh, supplier of highly purified tobacco nicotine to the pharmaceutical industry for the past 30 years and has recently moved into the e-liquid, um, e-cigarette industry. Um, Taylor, thanks for joining us today. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. No, I always, I love it. Women, ovaries, we need more of them out there. Um, um, so I always start out with the the, um, the questions with like, how did you, and I gave you a little bit of an introduction of um, your background. Can you tell our listeners more about um, your role in the industry and how do you found yourself here? Sure. So I quit smoking in 2015. Uh, a vape shop opened up right down the street from me. I was tired of smoking. I've smoked a, about a pack a day for 10 years and uh, just got sick of it. I tried, you know, e-cigs those early early versions of it nothing really stuck uh, so this vape shop opened up down the street for me civil vapes in sugarland texas <laughs> shout out to those guys um, they, were, they were really welcoming and walked me through all of it i ended up going with um Cassalong reserve by five pounds and that uh made it really easy to just quit smoking i ended up with a a pack of cigarettes that stayed in my purse for maybe two or three months until I decided, okay, I haven't touched these and it's it's time to go. I'm officially done. So I decided to return to work after a hiatus with a position at Allchem doing their uh, marketing and inbound sales. And after a full immersion into the industry, uh, I met the guys at North American Nicotine and CNT, and in those two companies, I found people that really reflected my standards and values, and offered a product that I'm excited to be able to provide to my customers and my future customers. Awesome. So, okay, what's North American Nicotine? What do you guys do? Um, and I know from what I was reading online, I know they did were doing pharmaceutical nicotine up until kind of transitioning into e-cigarettes. So can you just talk to our listeners more about that? 
Absolutely. So North American Nicotine is the exclusive importer of C&T, the nicotine manufacturer. They're the leading supplier of pure USP nicotine, and I call them the vaping industry's best-kept secret because most manufacturers haven't really used it due to the price point, and the price point reflects the ultra-premium quality of CNT. They've spent years perfecting the refining process, and they've optimized the product for applications in NRTs and vaping. Uh, additionally, they have the distinction of being the only nicotine manufacturer with not only a completely secure supply chain, but full regulatory support, which includes a drug master file and a tobacco product master file. Uh, and it's currently being referenced by some people that are already filing their pre-market tobacco applications. Oh, that's fantastic. And now you yeah, have- yeah, not a lot of other, uh, no other nicotine suppliers can, can say that they have done that. Yeah. Well, no, and especially, I mean, the regulatory, and our listeners probably aren't sure of all the regula- regulatory, um, you know, background that goes into this. Can you kind of, like, you don't have to go in super big details on that, but can you talk about the, to- uh, the tobacco um, master file that you guys have? Sure. So, essentially, it will serve as uh, basically a shortcut when any of the e-liquid manufacturers are filing their PMTAs. Uh, they can just reference what we already have when it gets to the part about the nicotine, uh, if if they use our nicotine. And uh, that saves them a ton of time, a ton of money, and um, really makes the whole process a a little bit less uh, painful. Yeah, no, exactly. So listeners, if you're not aware, um, every e-cigarette product that got um, deemed um, in, uh, in 20, or 2016 has to go through the pre-market tobacco application process, and it's pretty artist. It's um, Right now, I think last year they had to do um, the ingredients listings. This year, I think, but they pushed it back a little bit, the harmful and potentially harmful constituents. So it's very labor- laborious and also tedious, and so it's good when you if, to yeah not have to go fill it out yourself. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, so let's talk about nicotine. That's really kind of why I wanted to get you on this. Um, I've been dealing with state lawmakers. Topic. Yeah, it's a huge topic. And there's so much information. I know last year there was a study that, you know, a majority of Americans erroneously believe that nicotine causes cancer. There's this, I know the big thing I'm hearing now that it's as addictive as heroin. We got a nicotine epidemic going on. Can you just talk to our listeners? What is nicotine? What's good about it? What could, can possibly be bad about it and how tobacco harm reduction products, including even nicotine replacement therapy or e-cigarettes and smokeless tobacco kind of help um, people get nicotine, but without the associated harms of combustible cigarettes. Sure. So, uh, first of all, the the level of misinformation and and scare tactics that are that surround nicotine is just disturbing. <laughs> I I watched um, a live stream of the uh, the Albany flavor ban opposition uh, yesterday in New York, and some lady thought that vaping had or e liquids had ammonia in them oh yeah and it blew my mind that that there are people that that still think these things and furthermore where did they find this information and 
and why would they not do their own due diligence on on confirming the fact that it's just as as one person called it junk science yep mm. So all all of that aside, uh, nicotine is a naturally occurring organic compound. As we all know, it's found in certain members of nightshade plants, which includes tomatoes, eggplants, and of course the tobacco plant. It's considered a stimulant. It affects the body in a similar way to caffeine. Mm-hmm. Similar side effects and usually the same level of risk when it's used outside of combustible applications. Um, essentially this, the single worst thing about nicotine in and of itself is that it's addictive. Yeah. No, is it as addictive as heroin? Certainly not as addictive as heroin. I would say that, um, it's, it's about as addictive as caffeine. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what the, um, and a lot of people I know when I talk to people too, especially like I, I'm a dual user and who the FDA hates you. And I'm actually, I've been able to really get down on my cigarette smoking. I just, I love cigarettes. Um, and, but I was talking to people that there's other, like there's a lot of people don't realize, especially when when it comes to combustible cigarettes, there's 600 ingredients in there, you know, in addition to nicotine, um, that when, and I've noticed that some people have had actually issues because they weren't even addicted to the nicotine they're being, they're addicted to the additives that are in tobacco cigarettes. Yeah. And it's really scary when you think about, um, you know, there's the pesticides that's on the actual plant. There's, you know, things like fiberglass and the filter. There's bleach and and other chemical agents like formaldehyde on the paper of the cigarette. Yep. Um, there's there's accelerating agents to make it burn faster. There you know, there's a laundry list of terrifying ingredients yep. <laughs> that's going straight to your lungs when you do that. And, you know, alternatively, we've gotta we've gotta keep putting it in people's faces that uh, e-liquid has four ingredients, you know, food grade flavorings, nicotine and vegetable glycerin and propylene glycol, which are both also food grade ingredients. Yep. 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 And then produces a vapor. And, um, I did when you would, when you brought up the ammonia thing, it reminds me of, um, I keep hearing, you know, about formaldehyde and popcorn lung. And it's always interesting when I didn't realize when I was going through the research that I'm like, so they don't mention about how much combustible cigarettes have these toxins at significantly higher levels that even, I mean, I know the formaldehyde study, how they did it was really wonky. They overheated the e-cigarette, but no vapor would have right. used it in that setting. Um, so Dr. Raju's got a really good picture of like burnt toast. He's like, you're not going to eat this. This is kind of like what they did in the study. But it's like, you know, so they produce it under, you know, this really uh, biased setting. And then they also, I mean, you're just... You're just meaning, leading this, you know, misinformation once again that, oh, formaldehydes are in e-cigarettes. Well, formaldehydes in regular cigarettes. I don't see you banning those. Right. That's yeah. Right. All of that information gets left out, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. And, 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 and nicotine's been highly studied. I mean, the company you're at right now has been doing it for 30 years. And so, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of information out there that, you know, we do have. Um, I guess when you encounter people, what's the biggest... Um, uh, you know, misinformation or alarming claim that you've encountered this year? Oh, my gosh. There's a really long list. I would say the the most disturbing one is that people still think that popcorn lung exists and is associated with vaping. Um, 
that's that's really troubling. I think the the ammonia claim yesterday really really unnerved me. Uh, I can't imagine someone putting that anywhere near their their organs to or bloodstream. Uh, and and I, I think in general it's just a, a, an assault because it all gets lumped together and it's assault an assault of misinformation yeah. that takes uh, takes a lot of patience and and a lot of diligence to combat. Yep, exactly. So. Now back to nicotine. Um, I know, I, I mean, some of our listeners may not be vapors, and hopefully some of them are lawmakers educating themselves, but um, there, there's different types of e-liquid nicotine right now. I, I wrote nicotine that's being used in e-cigarette products, including the liquid nicotine um, that you associate with the mods, and then you also have this nicotine salt popularized with the pod systems. Um, can you talk about these, and what's the difference, um, you know, and... Is there one that's better for you or not? I know I get a lot of stuff. I, I get crap for using a, a jewel pod and everything, and that's a nicotine salt. So, Yeah, salt cer- certainly has come under a lot of fire. Um, it is considered more addictive than typical nicotine because any salt does have that an added acid to it. Um, depending on the manufacturer. Jewel, I think, uses benzoic acid, uh, also an ingredient in things like energy drinks, but also um, completely unevaluated in clinical studies uh, on its on its effects in the bloodstream. So, so that's really something that that I caution people about. You know, do your due diligence and make sure you know what is in your salt and what you're then passing along to your customer or your body. Yeah. Um, and now uh, other other manufacturers use things like tartaric acid, which is a food grade ingredient as well. Um, some are using lactic acid, and uh, some use a proprietary blend of of any or all of of the ingredients I've mentioned. Okay. And so what's the big difference between them? I mean, I know people have told me about like a, 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 a the throat hit, or is that what the nicotine salt provides that, or... Um... You know, if somebody had no idea, you know, like, how would you kind of explain the difference between them um, to, like, um, somebody who's never tried vaping? Okay, so the addition of an acid allows it to bond to twice the nicotine molecules that would otherwise be bound in a one-to-one ratio in, like, a mixture of PG or VG. Okay. Uh, so, So the addition of an acid allows for a higher nicotine concentration. And depending on the acid, uh, affects things like throat hit and vapor production and, and other factors like that. Okay. That's a lot of information right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to geek out on nicotine. Yeah, there's so much on it. Um, you know, I mean, it, it is, it's really unfortunate once again with this misinformation because there is a lot of stuff on it and... I mean, it is just, it is chemical, so it's not, it is science, people, Um, you know, so um, I I saw something the other day, and I think you were actually referenced on it, that there's a nicotine shortage, or there's, it's all what I'm hearing on Facebook, Um, is that happening, or, and, like, if so, what, how is that going to affect the industry? It is happening. There's two major factors affecting 
China and India, who are the uh, leading global growers of tobacco leaves. China uh, has restricted nicotine manufacturing and export to only government-sanctioned and inspected facilities. A lot of uh, manufacturers in China were just mixing it uh, without any kind of regulatory oversight and uh, exporting it. And uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of that got into the U.S. uh, through just just people reaching out and saying, hey, I've got some cheap nicotine, and and manufacturers bought that up. Um, India also has uh, a crop shortage, I guess you would say. It's rumored that someone went around and bought up all of the crops, and now there are manufacturers there without secure supply chains that now don't have any tobacco leaves to extract nicotine from. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. And so additionally, you know, with any shortage, there's an increased demand, especially in the U.S. Uh, Everyone wants to stock up and and have a little bit of wiggle room on on their supply. So that's placing an additional strain on an already precarious market. Oh, wow. Looking to show off how much you care about freedom? Need a gift for someone? Head to the Heartland Institute store at store.heartland.org for t-shirts, posters, and books all advancing the freedoms you cherish. Grab a bumper sticker and show the world you believe in liberty. Find Heartland books such as Why Scientists Disagree About Global Warming, Power to the People, Nothing to Fear, and the Kid-Friendly Constitution. Grab a Heroes of Freedom t-shirt featuring Ayn Rand, Milton Friedman, Friedrich Hayek, and Martin Luther King Jr., or get one of our always popular Don't Tread on Me shirts with Heartland's unique design. Those will be sure to start a conversation at your next barbecue or at the gym. Your destination for the freedom lovers in your life is the Heartland Store. Go to store.heartland.org and get shopping today. So, okay, so that's how right now, like, um, liquid companies are, like, are stocking up on nicotine. Yeah, and fortunately, C&T and North American Nicotine uh, are not affected by sudden market changes like this. C&T holds two times the world supply in stock at all times. Oh, wow. So our team at North American Nicotine can offer a 100% guaranteed secure supply to all of our customers. Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's an, an exciting offer to, to be able to put on the table and now again are, are people working on like deriving nicotine from um i know i mean i know especially i mean i've been doing this research at heartland for like the past three years so you, you've seen a lot and, and stuff so i remember like that there were some companies looking at deriving getting nicotine from um other than tobacco plants to try to avoid some of the regulatory um actions you know tying e-cigarettes to tobacco um have you seen any of that yeah, and and unfortunately, um, you know, anything uh, that's used in a vapor product, in, in a vapor application, is going to be considered a tobacco product, no matter where the nicotine itself comes from. Yeah. Um, additionally, if someone tried to extract nicotine from other sources, like an eggplant, 
it would take tens of thousands of tons of eggplants essentially to to get enough nicotine to manufacture into into a liquid nicotine that people could use yeah. in uh, e-liquids. Could help whoever's whoever's growing in eggplants though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liquid Barn has a fun thing. Uh, if you purchase, they sell actual eggplants on their website and you can purchase one for I think $25 and the proceeds go to towards advocacy so oh that's awesome oh I love I love the ones who who give back to that the advocacy they definitely need it right now oh my god 2019 okay so we we know 2019 um listeners if you haven't been following what I've been working on, I mean, there's been over 200 bills in the state legislatures that are aimed to regulate these as to regulate e-cigarettes as tobacco products, tax, really crazy taxes. I mean, 95% taxes, um, and then also flavor bans. Such we, we have, a couple of them look like they got defeated, but we're waiting on California. So I mean, it's been a really bad year. Where what do you think is going to happen to this industry, um, Taylor, over the over the course of this year? And in the next couple of years, I know um, FDA is looking at modifying their deeming regulations um, and pushing that flavor ban um, pretty, you know, kind of forcing companies to get their uh, pre-markets, their PMTAs done. Um, where do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, uh, I definitely agree with you there. I think I think the FDA is is going to sort of bully and, and force everyone into, for, into filing those uh, PMTAs and and the people that can afford to do it are the people that are going to be left standing. Yeah. Uh, everyone else has got to do everything they can to, to keep these flavor bans from going through because if they do, they're going to spread and and that'll be the new path for our industry, which no one wants tobacco and, and menthol-flavored liquids uh, as their only option. Yeah. So... So hopefully we can nip that in the bud and and just um, hopefully be able to comply with with clearer regulations that the FDA uh, releases and and keep it going from there. Yeah. Now, do you what's your opinion on the industry? Do you think the industry wants e-cigarettes, or I mean? I know I got my personal opinion that Heartland doesn't let me actually, <laughs> but I mean, do you, I, it seems like the actions for the FDA have been very um, not welcoming of e-cigarettes. Um, but even though they have admitted to the continuum of harm of tobacco products and do acknowledge that e-cigarettes are somewhere at the lower end of the spectrum um, compared to combustible cigarettes, but do you think they are friendly to the industry? Are they going to work to be friendly so it isn't eradicated? Yeah, I think um, I I think maybe their position is sometimes a little bit misconstrued by the industry. I think yeah. um, we need to come together. We need to say, hey, we do want to comply with this. We don't want teenagers using our product. Yeah, we want this to be available as an alternative, as a harm reduction alternative for adults and adults only. And the FDA has has agreed with that. Um, so so finding a path forward where everyone is happy is is what needs to happen and, and thankfully we have amazing advocates and activists in the industry uh, great state associations and the bta that are all fighting for that so yep absolutely. so the support needs to be placed there i think yep 
Yep. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, yeah, the end. I mean, it, the the youth vaping is an issue. Um, and and I'm not the biggest fan of the FDA kind of declaring it an epidemic. Um, you know, and I and uh, but like it, I some of the the responses from lawmakers are just like, oh, we have to do this. You know, like taxes, for example. Taxes don't really deter youth from vaping or, or any you know tobacco product use or any or any use of any substance that they're supposed to have um because kids are already pretty much paying an increased fee to get their friend to go buy them these products um so right it's and i don't think lawmakers really i mean i understand that you don't want you don't want a, a you know a generation of kids just vaping all day long um but at the same time i think some of their numbers are kind of wonky um when it does come to the youth vaping epidemic quote-unquote epidemic so and i think the associations and i think that the groups you know i mean i know Kasai Safada have always been against, you know, um, e- you know, youth access to e-cigarettes and supporting any, you know, any uh, regulation that would help, you know, deter that. And so have all the other like um, AMSA um, and all the manufacturer, you know, VTA like prohibits their members from even having marketing towards children, um, which is another thing that the industry is going to have to, you know, clean up too. You can't have cereal, you know, boxes. Yeah. On this, it's yeah, a- cartoon characters, all of those things are incredibly detrimental to to the path that we want to take as as a professional adult geared industry. Yep, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, do you have do you have any advice for our listeners or, or any um, you know what they should be doing or how, who worth it can they turn to for information? Sure. Um, First and foremost, I, I think everyone needs to do everything they can to support this incredible community that, that we've created. You know, stay active in it. Educate people that still have misconceptions about vaping. Uh, become a member of your state group. Talk to your representatives. Uh, become a member of CASA. Stay vigilant um, for all the people doing business in the industry. Set a good example. Choose to work with companies that operate responsibly from your ingredients to your manufacturing to final products. Support those that support the industry. Exactly, yes. And now where can we find out more information about North America Nicotine and about yourself? So you can go to nicotineusp.com to learn about CNT. Uh, NorthAmericaNicotine.com to learn about North American Nicotine. You can email me at Taylor at NorthAmericaNicotine.com. Uh, I'm going to put my phone number out there. I love talking on the phone. Call me with any questions, comments, anything at all. Uh, 916-472-8863 or uh, find me on social media at The Nicotine Queen. Yep. I forgot to introduce you as that in your thing, actually. <laughs> That's okay. But I will have it in the title. Awesome. And do you have any uh, last words? Um, thanks for having me on. It's it's great to be a part of this industry and, and do everything I can to to help it in, in these trying times. Oh, yes, yes. Well, thanks for coming on, Taylor. And um, listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Voices of Vapors. For more podcasts, please visit heartland.org or search for the Heartland Daily Podcast on iTunes. For more information about tobacco harm reduction, please visit our alcohol and tobacco page at heartland.org.